Good morning, everybody. I hope you're having a good time and enjoying our series Lockdown Life. Well, I'm going to be continuing that series this morning. Uh, Let me start with a true story. When I was 18, um, I didn't have any purpose, I didn't believe in God. Uh, I was searching for questions and answers to life as you do at that age. And I thought, I'll go and do a European tour. I'll go and hike around Europe or something. And hopefully that will help me find some answers to life. And I remember the night that I was leaving to catch the coach, to go to Southampton, to get on a ferry, to start my European tour with a guitar and a rucksack on my back. And I was standing at the top of the stairs and my father came up to me and said, Julian, if you want to know the answers to life, they're all in this book. And he pulled out of his uh, top pocket uh, a ragged old New Testament that his father had given to him. I think it was uh, around 1947 or something. And he says, I'm giving this to you and all the answers that you will ever need will be in this book. So I went across the channel and ended up in France and uh, we went to, I was with a mate of mine, we went to this campsite uh, in Paris at, uh, Paris, and we set up our tent and I said to my friend Nigel, Nigel I'm just going for a walk so I reached out for this old New Testament, put it in my top pocket and went for a walk and in the campsite I found this lake and I sat by this lake and just randomly flipped open the New Testament and it landed on the story where Jesus says to disciples, come with me to the other side of the lake. And they all got into the lake and as they were rowing from one place to another, suddenly a squall, which was a violent, rushing, mighty storm just threw up from absolutely nowhere and they were struggling for their lives. Jesus was asleep in the boat and the wind and the waves were all around them well as I began to read this story suddenly an eerie silence came on the campsite and I noticed that the birds were chirping and tweeting like crazy and then they suddenly stopped and for a few seconds there was this silence that I had never ever experienced before and then Out of nowhere, in a split second, the wind kicked up and it was furiously blowing across the campsite. Tents were, you know, taken off their pegs and they were rolling across the campsite. The waves on the lake just began to become so choppy and huge in comparison to the stillness of what it was. And I heard this noise, like the straining of an engine. And I looked up into the sky, and you'll never believe this, but there was a one-manned airship that was caught up in this furious storm. And it was at an angle where the pilot obviously was trying to fight with the wind that it just didn't blow it off course because it was so violent and strong. I thought to myself, what is going on? It was very powerful, very sudden and very frightening. But what freaked me out the most is that just as I began to read this passage about the disciples caught in the storm, this thing just kicked up and it must have lasted, I don't know, 30 seconds, a minute or so. And then suddenly it went away and everything became silent, silent. 
and calm again. And I'm looking down at this New Testament that my father had given me, just randomly flicked it open, reading about this storm that kicked off so quick and how in a moment at Jesus' command it went silent. And although I wasn't a believer or a Christian, I had this really strange sense that God was in the storm and that he was trying to say something to me and that he was there and real. And in many respects, that was a start of my journey or preparing me to find God and his purposes for my life. So I'd like to read that story with you now. So here it is, it's coming up on the screen. Let's read it together. That day, at evening, Jesus said to his followers, Come with me across the lake. Leaving the crowd behind, they took him along, just as he was, in the boat. There were also other boats with him. A furious squall came up, and the waves broke over the boat, so that it was nearly swamped. Jesus was in the stern, sleeping on a cushion. The disciples woke him and said to him, Teacher, don't you care we drown? He got up, rebuked the wind, and said to the waves, Quiet, be still. Then the wind died down, and it was completely calm. He said to his disciples, Why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? They were terrified, and asked each other, Who is this? Even the wind and the waves obey him. Well, I think the disciples' experience there was more akin to the man in the airship battling the wind than to mine on the safety of dry ground caught up in this storm by the lake. But um, the disciples, like my story, uh, experienced something quick and unexpected. The difference is for them it was life-threatening and they were fighting for their lives. Suddenly, fear had overcome them and dread of what could happen had filled their hearts. And in contrast, Jesus was sleeping with his head on the cushion in the stern of the boat. I find it staggering, the fact that despite the promise of God, let us go to the other side, and the presence of God, he was in the boat with them. They were absolutely traumatised. Doubting God's care, they said, don't you care that we're drowning? Exhausted, battling with the storms, full of fear. And here's the lesson that you and I can learn and we've no doubt experienced many times. Despite the promise of God and his presence being with us, we can still have fear in our hearts and dread in our hearts in life's threatening circumstances and unexpected circumstances if we do not exercise faith in those moments of challenge. When Jesus woke up, rebuked the wind and the storm and the waves, he turned to his disciples and said this, you of little faith, why are you so afraid? Do you see how he linked their fear with their lack of faith? Now here's the thing, Romans chapter 12 says this, to each one is given a measure of faith. You do have faith. 
I have faith. Every believer in Jesus is given a deposit of faith by the Holy Spirit. But it is for us to be able to mature that faith, grow that faith and learn to exercise that faith in all of life's challenges and struggles and circumstances so that the circumstances don't overwhelm our hearts and minds into a place of fear but actually we are ruling in our hearts and minds through peace as it says let the peace of Christ rule in you. Jesus is our example. He had faith in his own word. Let's go to the other side. He knew he was going to get there. He had so much faith in his father in the purposes of God that he would not die before his time and before all the purposes of his father were worked out for him. He actually went to sleep and he was sleeping with contentment in the most ferocious, potentially life-threatening storm. He wants us to learn how to live in the same peace no matter what circumstances and so here is the thing we have to learn to do to choose faith over fear the boat was never going to sink but how we journey in the challenge of our circumstances will determine whether we have peace or panic there's many times where I've been challenged to exercise faith over fear I remember when God called Sarah and myself to Swansea. Uh, we were working in Hereford. We, Rachel was a little toddler. Matthew was in, was in Sarah's tummy at the time. She was pregnant. And we had this call to Swansea. We didn't know anybody in Swansea. We didn't have a church to go to in Swansea. We didn't have a ministry to go to in Swansea. We didn't have a home in Swansea. We didn't have a job in Swansea. And yet we knew God was telling us to go there. So we went to the pastor and he agreed that God was definitely calling us to Swansea. So we agreed to hand in our resignation from the church, hand in our resignation from the house we rented, and we actually set a date without having anything set up in mind in terms of house, job, ministry. But God was saying, go to the other side, I will be with you. And I had to choose faith over fear. What are we going to eat? Where are we going to live? How are we going to, what job am I going to do? Will there be a ministry for me? I'm just randomly going to this place with no foreknowledge of what was before me. And it was so easy to allow fear to come in. Thankfully, as we acted and we trusted God, it was a peaceful journey and God brought everything into place just at the right time. And hey, here we are today, living in Swansea and enjoying the fruit of his blessing, which is you and all of our friends and all that God is doing in us and through us at this season in our lives. But we do have to learn to cultivate a faith in the challenge of circumstances, no matter how threatening or difficult they can be. Now in this corona environment, lockdown environment that we're in, this has come on to us quickly, it is threatening, it is uncertain, we're on a journey to some kind of landscape and place that we really don't know when it's going to be lifted or what it's going to be lo looking like on the other side. The uncertainty of job. Will I have a job? Many people are worried about. What will my job look like? Travel. When will travel be allowed? 
When will I begin to be able to see my friends and my families again? What will weddings and celebrations and parties and social events look like? What will the church look like? What will it be like when we get to normal? Will there ever be a normal as we knew it? Or will it be a new normal that we have to adjust to? What about the health of myself and our loved ones? All these uncertain, in many senses, unanswerable questions can come into hearts and minds and cause uncertainty and fear. Jesus is with us in our boat, in our lockdown situation. We are travelling to the other side of this. We will get there, but the question is, what state will we get there in? Will we be in a state of peace? Or will we be exhausted from struggling with the waves of uncertainty that the virus has caused? Will we have mental torment or fear for our circumstances or our health? Or will we travel and get to the other side with a rested spirit like Jesus who rested on the cushion in the stern of a boat? Will you travel to the place Jesus is with us in, in peace or in panic? The choice is mine. The choice is yours and it's something that we have to learn to do as we cultivate faith and peace. It's a rare opportunity in this season for us to grow. Faith is a choice between resting in God's word and his promise or struggling to survive in our own strength. And so here are some words for you to strengthen your faith, for you to fix your mind upon, and for you to enjoy uh, and draw on the presence of Christ through. God is in his word. The words he speaks are spirit and they are truth. And God's word brings the presence of Christ to us and his peace and his blessing. And as I read these words, I want to encourage you to close your eyes and let them minister to you. Fix your mind upon them. Allow faith in your heart to be cultivated through them and allow assurance and peace to be deposited within you through the words of the scriptures. God's word to you. Let's read it together. Do not fear for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand, O you of little faith. Do not worry, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Cast your anxiety on him, for he cares for you. Keep your lives free from the love of money, and be content with what you have, because God has said, Never will I leave you, never will I forsake you. The Lord is my shepherd, I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures, he leads me beside quiet waters, he refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right path for his name's sake. 
even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table for me in the presence of enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows. Surely goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. For I'm convinced that neither death nor life nor angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, or any powers, neither height or depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. Look, God's dwelling place is now among the people, and he will dwell with them. They will be his people, and God himself will be with them and be their God. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying, for the old order of things has passed away. Father, I pray that your spirit through these words shall strengthen our faith and bring peace to our hearts and minds that we will be assured by them and we will have the peace of your presence through them and that they will be a power and a strength that will cause us to overcome every wave, every storm every threat in Jesus Christ's name Amen God bless you all I hope you've had a wonderful morning today and as always I look forward to seeing you soon